What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones and... The Shiznit. California, this is the Shiznit, and your host, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean O'Reilly. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. A good day, Charlie Bell. Hey. Good day, Wheezy. Hello. How are you? I'm Arnold Horshack. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that laugh anymore since puberty. (laughs) If I try, I'll start coughing. I have a coughing fit, so I'm not going to even try. It's, it's kind of like it's the same thing with um, what was that? Pete the Puma? No, not Pete the oh, yeah, Puma, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Snagglepuss. Yeah. Snagglepuss. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Pete, Pete the Puma. Pete, Pete the Puma, Puma had that yeah. that weed. Yes. <laughs> oh, see, now you're gonna be coughing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did I've it. I never heard of Pete the Puma. Yeah, Pete the Puma was a, he was a guest star on. He didn't have his own show. He is a guest star on Snagglepuss's show. No, 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 Bugs, Bugs, Bunny, Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What you want? One lump or two? I have three or four. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bugs Bunny would hit him over the head with a uh, hammer, a mallet. Yeah, the original MC <laughs> mallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a hammer would have killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't mallet just you know yeah. make lumps? Yeah. You know? But uh, one, one lump or two. And then, and then the punchline was uh, uh, Bugs Bunny. He said, uh, the, "Do you want some tea?" He says, "No, I don't want any tea. Tea gives me a headache." <laughs> right. Uh, he says, "I want coffee." He says, "Okay, would you like one lump or two, two or three or four? And then he starts banging his head with uh, a mallet himself. Of yeah, Pete the Puma was kind of thick. <laughs> <laughs> put it mildly. Yes. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a super genius like Wiley e. Coyote. No, oh, yeah. Wiley. And Wiley e. Coyote was the worst super genius ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should have said uh, self-proclaimed super genius. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I would. I need to see some Mensa scores or some some IQ right. scores or something. Because Wiley e. Coyote, the worst, the dumbest super genius ever. But right. you, you know the problem with with, with uh, Wiley e. Coyote, it wasn't. It the was Roadrunner was smarter. The Roadrunner was smarter. Right. Yeah. Yes, but the thing is, he would 
continually go with Acme. Yeah. That's right. Right. Acme right. products were clearly defective, yes. right. yet he continued to buy from Acme. It was a monopoly yeah. situation. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe so. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, Acme had a monopoly yeah. on, 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 on uh, cartoon uh, predators. But I yeah. feel like if he was such a genius, instead of going to Acme for the, 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 the uh, do-it-yourself kits, he could have mm-hmm. just made it from scratch. He would have MacGyvered his own shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, okay, so who do you think but in a, in, a smart, in a smartness battle, a Mensa battle between... Bugs Bunny, the Roadrunner, and Pinky and the Brain. Who do you think? Oh, it's Bugs. It's Bugs. Yeah, <laughs> definitely Bugs. bugs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bugs. Bugs can defy physics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he can stick his finger in a gun and it'll explode out the other way. That's so I mean, awesome. Bugs, yeah. bugs can walk underwater and not get wet. Yeah. <laughs> Aqua Bunny. <laughs> Never learned to swim. <laughs> Not just needing Doc. <laughs> he can't comprehend the rhythm of the stroke. Okay. Fuck all that. I'm just gonna walk in the water and not get wet, bitches. <laughs> yeah, him and that I'm French bugs. <laughs> him and that French poodle. Right. <laughs> that battle underwater. Yeah, man. Shoot. So what's been up with you, Weezy, since last week, man? Uh well, I, I guess I'm gonna go with the uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 funny thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Funny's always good. <laughs> uh, uh, Friday, I did a show uh, at uh, for, the Formosa the Cafe. You, you like a damn near regular up in that uh, piece. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, I'm talking about it. Yeah. They're going to have to put your name up on a marquee in a minute, <laughs> like permanently. Yeah. It's going to be like Damon Stanford's Formosa. <laughs> the Weasel Cafe. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 That, 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 uh, the Weasel Cafe in the house. Weasel. Yeah. Moving on up. Yeah. Well, but uh, anyway. Don't forget us little people. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I'll still be a little person. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't say midget. I said little person. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, you know, uh, you remember uh, when we uh, when we did our thing with Big B and he kept calling me security? Right. Yeah. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, part of my act, I make jokes about, you know, being security. And, yeah. Because and people do thing. think you're security. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, the, you know, in, in over in West Hollywood, and a lot of your parts have been security. Yeah, uh, Trey, Trey, on, Trey, uh, Trey was Trey was. Um, I think he was security. Yeah, you know, no, I know he was. Okay, I'm trying to. I don't. You know, that was that's the thing. In, interesting thing. I never really played that many. Okay. Uh, security type people. Trey was uh, uh, the cousin of Maya on Girlfriends. Yeah. And while he only had one appearance, he was mentioned throughout the series repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. That yeah, every, sucked. Every every yeah. time every time Girlfriends came on, my ears would burn. So. Uh, mm. But uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, they should fix it so that you guys get paid every time you get <laughs> referenced. Yeah, your you know, character reference. Get, mm-hmm, yep, yep. You should character get paid for that. Royalties. Yeah, so, uh, uh, exactly. I'll go up to Kelsey Grammer and say, "Where's my money, nigga?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kelsey Grammer produced Girlfriend. For those of you that don't know, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so so uh, anyway, I, I, um, there was this uh, crazy dude. Uh, it, it, uh, the the uh, bar is kind of it's not outside, but it's it's an open area, right? Uh, and uh, so, outside ish, outside ish, yes, <laughs> outside adjacent, and uh, <laughs> so it's uh, on the veranda. Yeah. <laughs> It's on the patio, um, mm-hmm. and their upstairs cafe is outside. But, um, but anyway, they, they uh, uh, anyone can wander by while we're doing our thing, and uh, so this this uh, crazy homeless dude. Uh, come- you got heckled from a homeless dude. Uh, <laughs> damn, damn. Way to be supportive of the homie. <laughs> Yeah, he's heckling you for a heckler. 
I just think it was hilarious that only. Well, let me let him finish. Maybe that didn't even happen. No, it it didn't. It didn't happen. Oh, uh, oh, too bad. That would have been great. The other comedians got heckled by him. Uh, but uh yeah yeah he was he was getting loud and he was he was one of them nasty grimy uh one of them nasty grimy homeless people. They should have shut his ass down. Well, we uh <laughs> me and the well the the guy who was uh doing the the hosting, he's kind of a big guy. And so uh you know, we were, at first we tried to ignore him. And uh then um <laughs> then, then that didn't do it, and so uh, finally uh, the guy we asked him to leave, and and he left. But then he he went around the corner and he was still yelling. <laughs> so you, you got to fight fire with fire. Should have heckled him back. <laughs> I would have been like, "Bitch, go home." Oh, but you can't. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are you home? <laughs> you Am I in your home? Is your home? <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm just assuming he was homeless. I didn't really know the guy. Right, right. I, I'm just assuming because he was dirty and had a backpack with all of his worldly possessions that he had nowhere to go. But he he may have been home. He may just be a hoarder. But uh, <laughs> a traveling hoarder. <laughs> a traveling hoarder. You don't see many of those. But uh, a Rolling Stone yeah, hoarder. Yeah. Well, and actually, he gathered a lot of moss. Actually, you do see a lot of those. Yeah, yeah that's LA. right. Yeah. <laughs> My basket is full. <laughs> But uh, uh, once again, thank you, Windows. You know, every show. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, uh, you know, dude was coming back around. So uh, me and the other dude went over there. And basically, we were just standing there. And we told the man, get up or, you know, something's going to happen. And uh, <laughs> Ooh, and- the scariest threat ever. <laughs> Hey, something's gonna happen. Something, <laughs> something, something, gonna something gonna happen. He was like, "You expect me to be afraid of your veil threats?" <laughs> well, it, it, it worked. Your veil threats of the inevitable <laughs> gonna happen anyway. <laughs> Nostradamus. <I know. laughs> you don't get up. The sun gonna rise in the morning. That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, the world's gonna keep on spinning. <laughs> Time keeps on slipping. Slipping, slipping <laughs> into the future. <laughs> and you apparently and you ain't got no future, so I best I bet you best leave, motherfucker. Right. So what happened? Uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, you know, he 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 walked away, you know, and I was glad cuz I was scared cuz <laughs> You got to do something, yeah. Right. And he wanted, and he wanted to be starting something. Right. And, and I didn't have a baby. I couldn't feed the baby. And I was, I was don't have one. Well, I was stuck. I was stuck in the middle. Right. Where yet? Pain was thunder. And the pain was thunder. Yes. Uh, but you know, not because I was afraid he could beat my ass. I was afraid that. You know, if I was going to, you know, fight this dude, I would need, like, gloves and, like, a surgical mask. Right. Because he was filthy. And I didn't that want this motherfucker right bleed. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what, what is, bouncers need, they need to have gloves right. and, and surgical masks. And tetanus shots And tetanus shots, deck. yeah, be, because, yeah. you know, you fight these. He, he He's a super villain called, uh. Hepatitis man. Exactly. <laughs> okay. You, uh, you. Yeah, he had a little. You trying to make a joke. Meanwhile, we in a public health crisis on Skid Row. Yeah, he was. He was. He was going. To, he was going back to Sesame Street. He was brought to us by the letter hepatitis C. <laughs> the letters H I V. I like that's a better joke. <laughs> 
this homeless man was brought to you by the letter HIV. <laughs> That's terrible. But yeah, that was like, man, what if I had to punch this motherfucker? And that would have been. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was, it was like, and I'm, I'm not a germaphobe, but you know, I don't, I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't but ex- I'm not suicidal. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't expect people to bleed on me either. You know. Exactly. Right. Oof. Ugh. Oh man! But uh, anyway, yeah. So it, it was uh, it was like my first job as a bouncer. I, I <laughs> did they give you? They should have uh, gave you double compensation. Oh, they yeah. did. They gave me twice as much as what they normally give. Oh, okay. Twice as much as nothing. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> nothing plus nothing, nothing times from nothing. <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> Gotta have something because something's gonna happen eventually. <laughs> <laughs> something happen in here. <laughs> How many old timey songs can we fit into one? <laughs> Our shit is like a seventies. For, for all you guys at home, that's your new drinking game. <laughs> Seriously, you gonna be fucked up? <laughs> like I forget. Our show's turning into a seventies lyrics Mad Libs. <laughs> turning into, I think it was that from the beginning. I know, right? <laughs> oh man! All right, Charlie Beasy, what's up? What's, what's been up with you? So some good and some bad. I Uh-oh. guess I'll start with the bad. Uh-oh. Um I know this this is gonna um air after the meeting, but there's an emergency meeting in South LA today um with the local city council members and the congresswoman Karen Bass and Mark Ridley Thomas, the supervisor, to deal with the recent uptick in murders here. Oh, right, right. It's been a very um Now violent. see that's crazy because I just read in USA today mm-hmm. that while crime is up in a lot of these major cities, mm-hmm. that it, it's that the murders were actually down here in Los Angeles. Really? For the last yeah. several, for the last several years, that is true. But including this year, the that's what the the USA Today um, article I just read today said. Because after you asked me about the surge and murder thing, uh-huh. that's when I went and looked it up. Right. And so I was surprised to see that. Well, even though we may be, and I don't know, I haven't checked the statistics in the last couple months. I did. I usually follow them. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we for the last couple of years we've been lower than average as far as murders for the whole year. But in the last, that's couple a weird of, hobby, uh, Charlie Bell. No, it's not a hobby. I work for the government, so it's not really weird. <laughs> I, I like, got I'm, a letter from the government. You know, I work, the other day. I worked I in, in Reddit. It said they were. Oh, sorry. You know, I work in policy and politics, so I, I keep track of stuff like that. But. um but in the last couple months, there has been an upsurge. There's been several murders just in the last few weekends mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in this area. So um, it's the meeting's going to be at home and united. So I think that's important for us to, you know, communicate with our elected officials. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a crisis, and I appreciate that they're treating it as such. So yeah. that's well, just... Well, wasn't, uh, um, from what I understand, there's been a gang war going on. Yeah, a gang yeah. war. Yeah. I mean, and there's always a gang war. No, but, but it I just, mean, it's, it's, it lights, it's hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hot and, runs hot and cold. Yeah. And then, you know, some dude got shot on the bus. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. bad for public transportation. Well, yeah, yeah. There was, there was, yeah, there was a <laughs> fight between, like, uh, two rival gang members and, like, uh, 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 one, of the, uh, one of the passengers who made the mistake. He and his wife made the mistake of going to the back of the bus. Mm. They were trying to leave the back of the bus when somebody shot. Ugh. And he got hit in the back, you know. Um, I, 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 it sounded like he, re, you know, he, he was, I mean, all, as all right as you can be after getting shot. Yeah, I mean, he lived. Yeah. That's, but I, I don't think, I don't think there was any, you know, like damage. I don't think he's paralyzed or anything. Yeah. Like they didn't get him in the spine. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. So that's the bad, but I think, you know, at least I appreciate that Willis there's some um, elected officials that are trying to be a little proactive. Mm-hmm. 
as opposed to waiting four years, five years later for the Syrian refugees to come on. Right. But um, the good news, well, it's good for me, yeah. is I have a little long distance romance. All right. But I need some I, I need some advice and help from you. I need some suggestions from you. Okay, let's hear it. Um, I need some creative ways to keep it spicy while we're apart. Like, what do you suggest? I'm the wrong person because <laughs> I don't do long distance. <laughs> well, and Matt, put yourself in his situation. If you were long distance, what would you? I would I would try to get us to not be long distance. <laughs> <laughs> That would be my mango. Somebody moving. Well, we're working on that. We're working on that. But we got to keep the motivation yes. up. Uh, right? well, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is Skype sex. Yeah. Yeah. That's Skype sex would be hot. Yeah. 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 That's, that would be my first. Yeah. Or, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be Skype, but something, you know, there's Google Hangouts and other. FaceTime. Yeah. There's a lot of different. Uh, You're like, the technology is not the point. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, what? Right, there's an app right, for that. Right, right. <laughs> Basically, it's the uh, the internet sex part. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that that would be um, my first thought as to you know keep it spicy is 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 uh is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that go? I've never done that. How do you? How how would you think? It would be. It's kind of like phone sex, except you <laughs> yeah, got camera. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a visual. <laughs> yeah, you got phone sex, but that's it's way got, hotter because you, you don't got, have to. It's not all imagination. Yeah. Right. And you can't be like. I'm wearing the sexy camisole, but then you have on your sweats because he can see you. Because <laughs> you guys know how you do it on the phone sex thing. You'd be lying about what you're wearing. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can't do that. It doesn't work with Skype sex. I've got a spiked headdress. <laughs> yeah, and you can't do that because he can see you. So glitter doesn't, panties. Doesn't work. Can't do that. I got my T-shirt and ah, my panties that, on. That's another thing. That's another thing. You could, um, you could vajazzle. You can get, a, you can get vajazzled. Oh, okay. Guys yeah. like that? What I, I, I what, what is vajazzling? Oh, see that could have been part of your pop goes the weasel it question. Was, it was. <laughs> well, let's hold on. Well, does it have something to do with pop goes the Well, we already know. I don't know what it is. I know we sure do. That's true. Yeah, we can't uh-huh. use it now. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, it sounds like something I'd like to pop, but <laughs> <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> Vajazzling is when uh, the women uh, adorn their uh, private area with with sparkly, glittery type oh, okay. things. All right, bedazzling your vajayjay. Yeah, 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 yeah. There okay. you go. Okay, the basic. Right. Yeah, right. it, yeah. That, that that sounds like. I so- think that would work good on camera. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially like, you, especially when you do like a little strip tease, and then that's down there. Mm-hmm. That would be like, yeah, that'd be, strip tease. Yeah, strip hey, tease. I gotta get a choreographer. <laughs> So I can't have just twerk a little bit, you know. <laughs> Nobody, we don't expect you to be no pro. We we'll take, we'll take know. Charlie Bell to one of them clubs, have her get some pointers. Yeah, do some research. Do some research. Some reconnaissance. We'll, we'll join you, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, because we, we have to be supportive friends. We do. We have to. We'll take one for the team. We'll take one for the team. <laughs> we don't want to do it. Don't I mean, want to. We don't have the time. Don't have the time. But we're going to make the time. We're going to make it. Yeah, because that's the kind of friends we are. We are. Exactly. If we were on the city council, we'd be investigating. We are ride or die. <laughs> we'll do firsthand. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Investigation. That's right. 
That's right. <laughs> and if we leave you for a couple of minutes to go off by ourselves, we're doing research. More hand research. Research. More, exactly. First hand research. First hand. Our, our, our first lap. <laughs> <laughs> first and second hand <laughs> research will yeah. kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but we we want we want to make sure the spice of life stays okay. alive. Okay. Um. But yeah, those those are the you know just off the top of my head. Yeah. You know. So listeners, if you have any suggestions. Send them in to <laughs> Shiznit Show. <laughs> and uh, all right, so um, was that the end of your your good news? In your, um, are you satisfied with the the the, um, the little tips that we gave you for your long distance affair? Sure, but keep them coming. <laughs> you know. Keep them coming, so to say, so to speak. <laughs> Just make us do all the work in your relationship, huh? I mean, it's just, it's just a thing. Like, I've never put myself out there like that. I've never had the motivation to... To have a long distance? To Well, to try to spice it up. I'll mm. say that. All right. So, um, let's see. What have I been up to? Well, we went to um, a concert last night of the one and only singing diva shannon in case you guys don't know who that is that is um Dino Red and the shiznit show. lovely voice of the shiznit show <laughs> and she she uh she put on a good show oh yeah she was funny and entertaining engaging and uh very beautiful and sang like an angel mm-hmm. so it was uh, ten dollars well spent, well spent. <laughs> I mean, she and she packed that little place out. Yeah, it was a fire hazard. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, when we first got there, I was like, Shannon is more popular than this place. I already know, like, this place is gonna be oof. But yeah, it was standing room only, literally. I mean, we had great seats, but we couldn't see because people didn't have any place to sit, and they were standing in front of us the whole time. So I didn't even. Which brings me to my next thing is a uh, pair. I was gonna periscope it. Because we're up on Periscope now. I'm trying to up our social media game. We're uh, up on Periscope. We're on Clamor. And, um, oh, actually, I should have been, well, I don't know. I guess maybe I'll try that next week, too. Trying to uh, Periscope maybe some of the the, uh, the shows uh, live. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah. And uh, we're also on Clamor. And we also can make and receive live phone calls on air. So on Sundays between two and you know four p.m. or so, if you guys want to give us a call, you got any questions for the Shiznit crew, hit us up four two four two six one four eight seven eight. That's four two four two six one four eight seven eight. And we'll, later on, we'll get to the point where we'll tweet out certain topics or questions or whatever that we want a response for you guys. And you guys can call us up on air, and or you can leave us your number and we'll call you back or whatever so but anyway yeah that was that was a good time um singing diva she uh put on a great show singing jazz and all that it was uh a lot of a lot of standards yeah exactly a lot of standards felt like i was in elementary school again and <laughs> i had to listen to standards <laughs> okay she, she has a beautiful it's like it's it's a clear she has a very clear uh voice mm-hmm. and uh and uh, at one point, she she compared herself to Whitney Houston, and I I, I would say uh, I would say it is a fair comparison. Uh, as far uh, she as can get those high notes. Yeah. yeah, she she closed with a Whitney Houston song. Yeah, and uh, saving all my love. Yeah, so 
that was that was great. So big ups to our girl singing diva Shannon. I wanted. I wish I could have gone. We love you, girl. Oh, she'll perform again. Yeah, definitely <laughs> want to make it next time. Last night I had a birthday, a friend's birthday party. Yeah. So all right, so let's get into these topics. News and noteworthy. The shiznit. Little Zion Harvey gets new hands. All right. Yeah, his little boy who, um, well, let me play the clip. Like to hear it? Here you go. Make a fist for me. Make a fist. Good, relax. When I met Zion, I said, why do you want hands? Zion, why do you want hands? He's a very, very intelligent young man. We can slap you out the head for that stupid-ass question. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't always like this. Aww. When I when I was two, I had to get my hands cut off because I was sick. This isn't the first amazing thing that he's done. He's done, been doing amazing things since he's been sick. I don't know many adults that could handle half of his life on a day-to-day basis. They're showing him playing with other little kids, you know, except he has no hands. When I get these hands, I will be proud of what hands I get. Aww. I'll be proud. I will be too. Because they're going to get new hands. You excited? And if it gets messed up, it's not going to get messed up. You excited? I don't care because I have my family. Aww. This gives new hope, not only to the adults, but particularly children. There are ethical issues and questions about the implications for that, but uh, that deceased child's hands and expression, if you will, will live on in Zion. And that's a pretty profound thing when you, you think about it. And you can see the hand right here starting to pink up. You see the capillary refill? You see that? See, it's white when I touch it, and then it pinks up. We have some good news for you. Your little guy has two hands. I hope he's the first of literally hundreds or thousands of patients that are going to be afforded this operation. Zoe want a puppy. <laughs> Where's the puppy gonna live? My room. Of course. <laughs> Where else? <laughs> 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 so yeah, he's an adorable little boy, and uh, this was the uh, the first. I'm I don't recall if they said in in the clip, but this is the first time a kid has uh, received a double hand transplant. Mm. So that's uh, pretty amazing. So, so it's happened with adults as well? I suppose so, because they made a point of saying it's the first time it's ever happened to kids. So mm-hmm. I don't think they would have pointed that out. They would just say the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, let's give them a hand. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> he now uh, is is it true that he doesn't have feet either? Oh, no, that's that? not true. Okay. I, I, oh wait. You know what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is true. That's right. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have. Um, I think he has prosthesis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, yeah, his um, his legs were amputated and his hands. Yeah, because he had, I guess, an infection or something. That's uh, right. what made it. I, yeah, that's, that's interesting considering, because uh, I was just thinking how far they've come with, with actual bionics where uh, they're making it so that people would, would, would be able to control... Um, mechanical uh, prosthesis, and the fact that they can just they can give him new hands. I, I uh, just give it up for medical science. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Also, it should be. I'm also pretty amazed that. I mean, we kind of talked about this on the other show, where uh, how difficult it is casting black people because we have different shades. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm wondering how they, because his hands matched him pretty perfectly. Mm-hmm. So shout out for to that casting director <laughs> who found the hands to play little Zion. Because I mean, I don't know how they found hands that that match his complexion like perfectly. I mean, that's amazing. That that casting director should be working in Hollywood instead of like you know for science. Well, he yeah. has to, they they're being wasted. He should have worked on the Nina Simone biopic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean. Yeah, I mean, got Zoe versus Nina Simone. Not a good match at all. But yeah. now, see, had this casting director that match, it'd be spot on. Yeah. It'd be spot on. Well, I, I, I think he takes his hands to a Hollywood makeup artist every uh, every two weeks, and uh, <laughs> that's how they manage to match the uh, the hands. Mm, I don't know, man. Yeah, well, I don't I'm know. Just, I'm just giving you my theory. So, yeah. are the hands working? What's yeah, the, they're working. Mm-hmm. You know, so. What was his What was his illness that he lost his? They life? didn't say. They didn't say. Yeah, it was some sort of infection. That's terrible. Yeah, but those he sounds so. That little baby sounded so wise and peaceful compared to you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. how does he? Where does he get that strength from? That's awesome. He he's gonna really be grateful for those hands when he turns uh, twelve or thirteen. Ooh, yeah. see, yeah. you always <laughs> had to take it. There. Well, you know the, the the crazy thing about it is like, you know, the hands actually came from like. A midget pedophile. <laughs> so now he can't stop touching himself, and you know that's a kind of a problem. Yeah, well, you know he's like constantly, you know, diddling himself. Yeah, he can't keep his hands to himself. You guys, I, 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 you, I, you just, would have to turn a warm, <laughs> heartwarming, touching hey, story. Hey, hey, when I <laughs> when I do the feel good stories, you give me shit. <laughs> so this is what you get. <laughs> Right. No, no, you no. had to make a really the feel good story. You couldn't let it just be a feel good story. Feel good. Were, were, were these hands related? Were these hands related to the actor who played Thing on the Adams Family? Drink. Drink. Are y'all fucked up yet? <laughs> So the Muslim stewardess everybody's talking about. Oh, I love that show. (laughs) (laughs) On Al-Qaeda television. It was on on Al Jazeera, the Al Jazeera network. (laughs) The Muslim Muslim stewardess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. She's she's dressed from head to toe. People are kind of pissed at this lady, though. Allah help us. (laughs) People are are really pissed at her. Um, Yeah. You know, I I kind of was like before I heard the whole story, mm-hmm. I was kind of on board to be like, you know, 
chick get a job you know mm-hmm. or right. you know whatever but now that i hear the details mm-hmm. right. like i mean still i mean overall i agree that if your religious preference is in the way of your job then you need to get another job seek another job yeah. but the way that this went down mm-hmm. you know where mm-hmm. she she asked permission or you mm-hmm. know uh, for them to would they make an allowance or accommodation, accommodation for her uh, her religious beliefs and she was told yes by her supervisor mm-hmm. and in that the supervisor told her to work something out with the other stewardess on mm-hmm. duty mm-hmm. and that's what she followed that and then to come back later on with no other like warning or like no other conversation mm-hmm. to just put her on suspension mm-hmm. right. after the other stewardess complains. Yeah. That wasn't fair. Right. No. That wasn't no, right. I mean, the way was, they handled that was not good. Definitely not cool. when I read about it, you know, same thing. I'm kind of like, you know, the first thing in your head is this, this, that freaking crazy clerk in Kentucky. I don't right, know. Right. I don't even want to use her crazy name. Crazy clerk in Kentucky. I don't want to give her any more fucking fame than that's, she that's already my, that's, has. A, that's my other favorite show. Crazy clerk from Kentucky. You gotta step your TV game up. KK, yeah. You don't have time to watch good shit because you're watching all this retarded shit. Crazy clerk and Muslim stewardess. But, no, but like that's the, you know, that's the thing in your head. You're like, ah, it's another one of these fucking zealots that just, you know, but the thing was, it's when you read how it went down, it was pure Islamophobia. Because even in the case of the crazy Kentucky clerk, um, KKK, you would have, <laughs> you know, if she had, there was accommodations that they were willing to make. You mm-hmm. know, like right now what's supposed to be going on is the other clerks are supposed to be issuing marriage licenses mm-hmm. to gay couples. She didn't have to physically issue them, but she was really literally blocking other people from issuing them. So it's like. She was in blocking. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> marriage blocking, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like uh, we should accommodate for people's religious beliefs, but to to a, but not to the point where it infringes on other people's rights, and that's right. the difference. This yeah. lady having a having a different stewardess serve you your beer is not infringing on anybody's rights. Well, okay, this this is my take on it. Okay. I a couple things. Um, I don't agree that it was Islamophobia because, one, they agreed to make accommodations originally, but they reneged after the other stewardess complained. Right. I'm so, go ahead. I, I think maybe on the other stewardess's part. Yes, that's what. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, well, that's, that's different. That's, okay. Yes. Yeah, the other stewardess was Islamophobia. I don't believe the company was acting out as Islamophobia. I think they kind of, like, saw, like, a, 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 a situation and they right. decide to back a certain horse, right. and that horse happens to be non-Muslim. So, right. uh, but but I do think that they they responded to Islamophobic pressure, and you know what I'm saying. I think that's kind of how institutionalized, um, you know, discrimination works. Is that yeah? I don't think their the company's intention may not have been to discriminate against her as a Muslim, but in taking the side of the kind of Islamophobic pressure, that's kind of what ended up happening. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I well, mean, I, the thing I'll say yeah. is that they handled it poorly. No well, matter, yeah, that's no that's what. that's true. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if if they had initially said, "No, I'm sorry, we you know we we have a certain uniform policy, and you must stay within that uniform policy," or you know, you have to serve drinks or whatever, that's part of the job. Um, and you know, then then yeah, you move on. But once once you accommodate and once you say, "Okay, if you you guys switch up." Uh, we're going to let you do this. We're going to let you do that and the other. Then you have to stay consistent with it. 
Right, or at least give some sort of opportunity mm-hmm. for like to renegotiate the yeah. terms. You yeah. can't mm-hmm. just go from from we're okay with it to your you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, they put her on a year suspension with no pay, that's and then scandalous. to be followed by a fire. So you might as well just say they fired her. Right. Um, so yeah, that that's definitely not cool. It was very poorly handled, and okay. you know, some people might some people might say, and I believe that was the stewardess who complained. I, her perspective is that it is uh, part of the job. Well, not just part of the job, but it's putting more pressure or more mm-hmm. work on her. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, and possible. yeah, but you know what? That same chick, if she freaking got pregnant and went out on maternity leave, you know, her coworkers have to deal with it. So look, people have but they, different. They, but they, going they, out on leave and they then they replacing her—that's not yeah. the same thing. But what I'm saying is that there's always situations within a workplace where work is not always equitably distributed all the time. There's always personal situations, and this is a relatively minor one. You have to accommodate. To your, your, you know, we have. I know that in, in my department, we have employees that are, you know, disabled, and there's accommodations for them. And you know, they that means that, you know, I might have to lift. I have a coworker who can't lift, you know, big heavy things of paperwork. So we all have to take pick up paperwork for her. I mean, you know, what I'm saying like the workplace involves accommodation for people, and there's reasonable accommodation, which is what's in the terms of the law. There's actually a legal term called reasonable accommodation, and then there's unreasonable accommodation. This seems definitely within the realm of reasonable to me. Well, that's the thing. That's it's subjective. It's somewhat uh, subjective, but I mean, I think there are legal tests, and so we'll see. I mean, I think there, you know, there is a court case, so we'll see what her lawyer is able to. You know, establish. Well, she's got a good chance because, like we said, you know, even even if even if it is not reasonable, because the fact that they you know decide to acquiesce and right. then the way they went about everything that was wrong. Right. So that's that's a that's a huge plus for her. Right. So she may win on the strength of that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that overall, you know, that she was right. And that's the way I feel about it. it doesn't um, mean that she wasn't. So. But uh, yeah, I you know I I think um, I don't see any I don't know I don't you're you're it's like for the uh, the other woman it's like okay put your religious beliefs aside and do your job but for this woman it's like okay you don't have to put your religious beliefs aside and do your whole job no but that's what I'm saying that's the false equivalency because the difference is the. We should accommodate for people's religions within reason. When when your religious beliefs don't infringe on on what I'm trying to do with my life, hey, have at it. You know, if you want to sacrifice chickens, that doesn't hurt me. But you know, if you don't want to <laughs> issue me a marriage license, that's obviously a whole fucking different thing. And so this lady wasn't saying to the customers, "Oh, you can't drink on any flight that I'm a." working on they're, they're saying she's just saying the liquor can't come from my hand to yours i think that's reasonable so anyway you're right mm-hmm. there is a level of subjectivity to it and we're not gonna you know probably resolve it here but i do um i think i, just, I hope that the way that it's presented in the media I, th- I feel like the problem with it is the way that it's been being presented in the media is a very simplistic way where you know again people are going to make that equivalence to well how come it's right over here but not right over there and i think the circumstances are different a little bit i don't think it's that yeah it's they're a little different but i mean the difference between getting a drink and getting a marriage license already is a one of scale and importance it's give me a drink and give then give me the marriage license (laughs) you don't have a constitutional right to to liquor on a plane you know i mean that's totally different right there 
Yeah, but still. <laughs> I think this is what I think should happen. I think the Muslims should start their own airlines. They have their own pilots, their own stewardesses, their own passengers, and they can call it Al Qaeda Air. <laughs> we'll get you there. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> that that could be their their motto. Mm. We'll yeah. get you that meeting on time. Because, you know, they and, and they only sell one-way tickets you because you may not need both both ways. You know what? There goes your you, fucking you never know. Your business consulting no, no, career. No, no round trip. Ed. No, no round Every It's one way because you may, you know, you never know when that flight might have to take a detour and serve some other agenda. But, yeah, that's Al-Qaeda Air. We'll get you there probably. <laughs> Quickly. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> there might be heaven but. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 yeah and then and then she would only have to serve um uh fried fish sandwiches bean, bean pies, pies and the final call and that's it well the final call that, that would be the reading material yeah, right? yeah. No, but that's all she'd have to that's serve she- yeah <laughs> that would be great <laughs> all right <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh, Nicole Arbor. Ugh. Hey, it's Arbor Day. <laughs> Nicole Arbor. She is the comedian who had her face. I mean, her um, her YouTube channel taken down temporarily. It was it's put it's, been, it's back up as of now. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's been up before now, but it it is back up. But she did temporarily have it down. I'm glad that uh, YouTube decided to put it back up well i don't agree with everything that she said she did have some points and some of it was humorous it wasn't the funniest thing she is a, a legit comedian in my opinion i've looked at her channel and you know she's putting in work and she's grinding i, I respect her hustle i tell you that you know, she got five hundred thousand followers yeah i respect that because anybody who who in this day and age who uh has any kind of platform where they're trying to you know, uh, get followers and, you know, it's all about social media and this mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a feat. Yeah. That's a feat for people who have, you know, who didn't come from television or radio mm-hmm. and don't have built-in followers already. Basically, well, she's a relative unknown. Right, and, right. Know, half a million followers. Right. And uh, she, she's gotten, uh, like, a couple of viral videos back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So I believe this was, that was part of her intent was yeah. for it to be, you know, controversial and to mm-hmm. go viral. Yeah. And I'm probably I'm, yeah. I'm thinking she probably chose that topic for that reason. Mm-hmm. And she did so wisely. I mean, because yeah. it definitely went viral and, you know, her channel getting shut down, um, sent even more uh, stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So bi- well, I, big ups to her for that. She's yeah. she <laughs> she is definitely a smart businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And I give her props for that, and I give her much respect for that. You're giving her, you're giving her props for trolling fat people. Yep, <laughs> I am. I yeah. sure am because well, fat jokes are part of comedy. Yep, that's, that, yep. You know that's well, uh, when they're funny. Well, I some, mean, some of it, some of it was funny, yeah, some of I it thought, not. I, I mean, she got five hundred thousand followers. You know, it, it's mm. you know what comedians. I mean, yeah, comedian co- comedy is subjective. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, I um, yeah, I had heard. That uh, she, uh, well, the rumor is that she actually was the person responsible for getting her uh, her uh, YouTube channel taken down and uh, to ge- to generate the controversy uh, of of her uh, to you know basically get more publicity. Mm. Um, 
I mean, I don't know how true it is. I, uh, YouTube says they don't know how the. I'm like, how would that even work? I don't know. Yeah. So. But YouTube says they don't know how it got down, and uh, even if she didn't, I mean, she's she's a name. She's she's got more of a name now than she did before it happened. And this was last Saturday or last Sunday or something like that. Yeah. That got taken something down. like that. Yeah. yeah. And so you got all these people talking about it, and suddenly uh, Nicole Arbor is uh, is is. Uh, is uh, we well, all know who she is? Yeah, <laughs> she's she's actually the flavor of the month now. <laughs> yeah. So okay, for you guys who haven't heard it, um, here here's a little of it. I'm gonna play a lot because it's kind of long. Her 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 skits tend to be her and, and her rants tend to be kind of long. But like like we said, that's that's subjective. So <laughs> here we go. You'll hear. It's not funny. <laughs> You don't know if this is hairspray or semen. Dear fat people. Ah, some people are already really mad at this video. What are you going to do, fat people? What are you going to do? Wait, what, what are you going to chase me? Really? You're going to chase me? It's going to be like fucking Frankenstein. I can get away from you by walking at a reasonable pace. Frankenstein? Not so fast. Zombies have apparently gotten faster. I watched like three episodes of The Walking Dead and not being slow myself in the brain, realized that every single episode is exactly the same. Oh no, they need something, but it's all the way over there. She got sidetracked. zombies are... Fat shaming? Is not a thing. Fat people made that up. That's the race card with no race. Yeah, but I couldn't fit into a store. That's discrimination. Uh, no. That means you're too fat and you should stop eating. Everybody just needs to make more sense. There's a race card. There's a disability card. There's even a gay card. Because gay people are discriminated against. Wrongfully so. Uh, fat people are definitely discriminated against. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can imagine that was the fat gay people. (laughs) <laughs> it's fucking magical Are you gonna tell the doctor that they're being mean And fat shaming you when they say you have Fucking heart disease I said, I'm not talking about people who have a little bit Of cushion for the pushing And if there's people watching this with a specific health condition This is not aimed at you I'm talking about the 35% of North Americans Who are obese That means you are so fat You are affecting your own health all right, that's enough. There's there's some more in there, and there's a lot of mis there's a lot of misinformation. But this is very common amongst uh, the whole fat people situation mm-hmm. that there's a lot of misinformation, mm-hmm. and uh, and a part of the reason why a lot of people feel like it's okay is because oh well they bring it upon themselves, whereas you know all these other people people who are disabled and this and that whatever, which it is true in some mm-hmm. in some uh, cases. I don't really know how many, mm-hmm. you know, some people do bring it on on themselves but it's a lot more complicated than that and there's a lot more to it than that and with a lot of people you know they they they're uh they're not bringing it on themselves yeah. and also well, too i think skinny people need to uh like her uh, they you need to get off your high horse because the thing is there's a lot of skinny people who eat more than a lot of fat people yeah, that's true they a lot a, a lot i know many many skinny people who eat much more than I do, mm-hmm. and uh, high metabolism. Right, they're lucky, mm-hmm. is what it is. It's not that you're so fucking uh, awesome and that you take care of your body or that you. I mean, some people do, but there's many, many people who don't. They're only skinny because that of their genes. Just like a lot of fat people, mm-hmm. you know, are mostly only fat because of their genes. Yeah, you know, and that's just well, the truth of it. Well, I remember uh, when, I, when I used to watch Larry Holmes fight. Uh, he was he was a he was a, the heavyweight champion after Muhammad Ali. Uh, he he looked fat. He, I mean, for an athlete, for a boxer, right? He looked like he was fat. But I mean, you're talking a guy fighting 15 rounds, so obviously he was in, in incredible shape. But you know, due to genetics or whatever, 
Uh, his uh, his you know his his body just carried more fat than the the average person, so he wasn't cut up like uh, like guys who were you know uh, like guys normally would be who were in that kind of condition. Right. You know. I mean, but that's why it wasn't funny because it was ignorance based. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing, the whole premise was based on false information and false premises so uh, i wouldn't say the me, whole thing she has some points in there that mm, that were on point mm. and and that were cute or key or whatever but you know whether it was funny or not i it don't wasn't. i don't think <laughs> i don't think uh she had a right to say it yeah exactly yeah. that she had a right to say it that's the whole point and, she, right and, and she didn't she didn't uh deserved for a channel to be shut down well, and for her livelihood to be you know, uh, threatened or whatever else. Yeah. Well, especially since the people say far worse things on uh, YouTube. And, um, but, <clears throat> like I said before, you know, chances are it was a uh, publicity stunt, or if not, it really worked out to her benefit. Um, and she's good looking, so she'll probably be cast in something. You think so? Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't think she's good looking or that she'll be cast? I don't think she's good looking. Oh. I don't know about if she'll be cast or not, but yeah. Well, I mean, you know, she kind of looks like a young Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, that's what I go with. And that's probably that's probably what her agent would sell her as as a young Jenny. Yeah, McCarthy. I could kind of see that yeah. with smaller boobs, but yeah. Uh, well, she then uh-huh. she could do a, a video about people with fake tits. <laughs> Tit shaming. <laughs> Dear boob enhanced people. <laughs> okay, so now we uh, we have some NBA news coming up. Oh. It's almost time for the NBA to come back, y'all. On <laughs> the first day of football season, <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> Fuck we're football. Talking about, we're talking about real sports here. <laughs> right? We're talking, I'm, I'm, just talking, I'm just talking focus, about the most, popular, the most popular sport in America right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that's got like all of its ex-players dropping dead from concussions and right. brain damage and shit. And they can't even I'm keep, talking about the play, ones that are playing right now. And they can't even keep the right out amount of air yeah, and the balls. Today's players are tomorrow's victims. Well, I ain't worried about that. <laughs> He's like, well, this is Sunday. It's Sunday, shit. <laughs> just, just watch it. I just watched the game before I got here. I'm gonna make a video c- concussion shaming the uh, the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> it's called Will Smith's movie. <laughs> so LeBron James, Mister the King, the King is like on. He's just on a mission. He's like seriously, like really, you know, um, into trying to improve his community. And big ups to him for that. I I'm mean, here for it. I mean, here really, yeah. First, uh, first, a couple weeks ago, he announced uh, a scholarship to um, uh, in in league with uh, was it is it Akron, Ohio, or university or uh, no, no, um, uh, Ohio University. It, it was some university in Ohio. Yeah. I think it was Akron State, but I mean, yeah. I could be wrong about yeah. that. Yeah, some local, some local university. Yeah. He mm-hmm. partnered up with, and it, he's it offering be- scholarships to some kids. Mm-hmm. And now he's be- turned around. I, I was going to say, yeah, he's doing that because no one understands uh, how difficult it is to. Get by without a college education than LeBron James. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> Look, if he didn't have uh, his talents down yeah. in South Beach, he would have been struggling yeah. too. <laughs> exactly. But uh, he gets it. Right. So so anyway, um, in addition to that, he's now the the kids who who um, qualify for his scholarship 
the parents now qualify the, the parents of those kids they now qualify for a scholarship where he will help pay for them to um, get their GEDs yeah, if they right. don't have them. That's awesome. So that yeah, that is real awesome, and is, and big props to him for that. Is yeah. he gonna is he gonna help pay for uh, Floyd Mayweather's uh, GED? Ooh. No, he doesn't uh, qualify. He but, doesn't. Um, yeah. Okay. There's a domestic <laughs> violence clause. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a woman beating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Disqualification. Oh, oh, so if you beat a woman, you can't get an education. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Not with LeBron paying for, for it. LeBron's money. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the correctional <laughs> facility <laughs> pro reading program. Yeah, there you go. That, they're gonna have to get uh, to the uh, California correctional facility uh, scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> Scared smart. <laughs> Three, to, five to ten. <laughs> he can get tutored by the booty man. Ooh, not the booty man. Not the booty man. Or the toss salad man. We'll let him choose. Ooh. The toss salad man or the booty man will be his personal private tutor. How about that? I say, go for that. Well, in the booty man out of the booty man's out of jail now. No, he's not out yet. I think oh, he's not out no, yet. He'll, oh, okay. he'll, he'll be out soon. Oh, okay. They didn't give us the exact release okay. date, but oh, I, I don't think he's out already. Oh lord. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, but so, honestly, so the, the, the booty man will teach uh, Floyd Mayweather the difference between a colon and a semicolon. <gasps> <what you're> <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was a good one. No, that uh, was a good you gotta, one. You need to work that one in your routine. Oh, write that shit down. That was good. <laughs> that was terrible. That was so terrible. It was funny. Well, whatever, whether it's the colon or the semicolon, the toss salad man is going to smother it with jelly. <laughs> and lick the or fuck syrup. out of it. Don't forget, or Don't syrup. Or syrup. <laughs> he, no, he prefers <laughs> jelly. He prefers jelly. So we already know it's gonna be jelly. We just don't know what type of jelly. I don't Probably think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Hell I don't no. think you're ready. For I'm gonna go out on a limb and say grape. <laughs> I mean, you know, and just you know, probably grape jelly. Look at you stereotyping. Wilches. I mean, stereotyping. Hey, you know. <laughs> <sighs> Big ups, LeBron. No, I mean, but I have to say, like to me, one just one final comment is like we've talked about this before. I mean, yeah, as a celebrity or a sports star, mm-hmm. star, you don't have to do anything besides no, you don't. your job. Right. But these types of things is Hella what, nice when you do. What yeah, not only is it nice, but this is actually what's gonna establish your legacy. You oh, yeah. know, it's not just like, oh, he was the you know um, whatever, the biggest basketball player of all time. That's mm-hmm. great too. But mm-hmm. this is the totality of a person's legacy. So I yeah, you know I, yeah, he I, was the first um, I'm sorry, he was one of the first NBA players to come out for Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. You know, he stood up with the whole um what you call it, um Donald Sterling racism. Like he's 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 taken stances mm-hmm. when, you know, he does have things to risk mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, let's say Kobe would never take mm-hmm. a stand. So I, I have, mm-hmm. you know, lots of respect for yeah. that. I know uh, David Robinson um, built a p- built a school yeah. um, for uh, underprivileged kids uh, in um, in uh, in Texas. Um, uh, he, you know, uh, and uh, another uh, former basketball player, Happy Harrison, he uh, he would. Uh, he would uh, offer scholarships to the best and the brightest in public schools, uh, minorities, and uh, get them uh, get them into uh, in, into better schools. And uh, yeah, we're not saying LeBron's the only one. Oh no, no, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying. I'm I'm just talking about how great it is, and that oh. there there you know there are guys out there who uh, you know and people we, we we probably don't even haven't yeah. haven't heard um, of. What, what what's the name? Um, Jalen Rose? Yeah, he does he's, he's got the uh, the Jr. The, the J. R.L.A. Jalen Rose mm-hmm. Leadership Academy mm-hmm. uh, that he started in his hometown, Detroit, mm-hmm. which is a, 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 a charter school. Mm-hmm. 
It's either charter school or prep school. I'm not quite. Mm-hmm. I think it's a charter school. Mm-hmm. Don't you know? It may be maybe a prep. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he's always grinding and hustling to get mm-hmm. donations and stuff mm-hmm. for you know shoes mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. books and whatever else mm-hmm. for his kids and yeah. mm-hmm. and he's you know real active and you know and uh, so a lot of props yeah. to, to him too. Yeah, I, I was just saying I love that sort of thing. That, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the things when <laughs> back when I had hope. That I, that, uh, no, I mean when I when I was a kid, when I was in high school, I, that was one of the things I wanted. I thought you were talking about hope from around the corner. Ooh. Oh, uh, no, I still got her. Oh, okay. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, no, hope comes cheap. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh but no, the uh you know, I, when I grew up, that was like I wanted to be rich so I could like, you know, uh, start a school or like do scholarships or have a foundation or something like that. That was that, that was like one of my dreams. So when I see when I see brothers out there doing that sort of thing, it just it makes me feel good, you know. Yeah. Awesome. I um and one other thing too, it's kind of cool that he chose to do it now mm-hmm. when he's like back in the good graces of the of the uh public the public instead mm-hmm. of back when he was a pariah because oh, yeah. then it would have felt like he was just trying to buy his way back right mm-hmm. whereas now it, it feels genuine yeah that's you true. know that's true and so. also the fact that it's in his home state of, of ohio yeah i mean even you know it still would have been good had he done it then but now it just feels more genuine so the yeah. timing is really good yeah. and, and of course we don't know what he did i mean because uh a lot of a lot of guys do stuff that we don't even know about right. uh, uh kobe is like really uh they, they say he does a lot of things that privately he that he yeah privately well, I'll just say this. Better the Jalen Rose Academy than the Derrick Rose Academy. Oh, nice segue. <laughs> I don't agree with that. And I'm not even a D-Rose fan. I object. No, um, wasn't uh, Charlie, Ro- uh, Charlie Rose. <laughs> Welcome to PBS. Oh, that's a long-distance man. <laughs> yeah. It's Derrick Rose. Charlie Rose is... <laughs> That's who the mystery man is. Mm-hmm. I got news. I got different recommendations now. No, mm-hmm. st- <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, what, what Charlie Bell was referring to is that uh, Derrick Rose has been accused of drugging and gang raping his ex girlfriend. Um, I'm going to play a clip and let you uh, hear what they're saying about it. We begin this morning with new accusations being made against a superstar Chicago athlete. And this time the target is Bull superstar Derek Rose, an ex-girlfriend suing Rose and two friends for an incident that allegedly happened two years ago. Joni Lum joins us live outside the United Center with more on this lawsuit. Joni? Pretty shocking and some very serious allegations. An unnamed woman claiming that Derek Rose and two friends drugged her and raped her two years ago. She uh, claimed she was in a relationship with him and she didn't come forward sooner because she was ashamed and embarrassed. We have Xavier Pope with us this morning, a well-known sports attorney. When you first read about this, what was your reaction? My first reaction was, well, 68% of uh, rapes go unreported. So you also have a legal strategy of why not bringing charges before bringing civil suits. So you start thinking about legal strategy butting up against uh, not unreported rapes, and you're saying, okay, why didn't this happen before? And so it gives pause, and I think that we need to take uh, take time to see how the investigation goes and, and figure out the actual facts of what's happening in this particular case. TMZ reported the lawsuit. We don't know if there's been a criminal investigation. We don't even know if police were called. But that, that you say, would be key to this whole thing? Absolutely it would be key, Joni. Uh, look, we, things are happening all the time. Eventually, we would know about it. We, we don't know about a criminal investigation. I, I think that we would absolutely know it. All the different athletes that are getting in trouble and the moment it hits, we all know about it. So I don't, I don't, I don't see that connection here. 
People are pretty shocked by this, though. These are some serious allegations yeah. about a beloved sports figure Absolutely. in Chicago. Yes, Derek Rose and uh, his representatives have said hey, these are scurrilous ac accusations. He's had three lawyers at this point. If uh, someone has three lawyers, uh, you making you think that maybe she doesn't have a case, and maybe that case, the, the lawyer drops her, then she moves on to someone else, and so that gives pause in this situation. The victim has retained. The victim three has retained three lawyers, and that's what uh, Derek Rose and his representatives have stated at this point. They've been saying that she's going after him for. Money. Yeah, well, and, and you see that athletes are getting sued after being criminal investigations potentially may be brought. Maybe she looks at this as an opportunity to be paid, and that's what Derek Rose representatives are stating at this point. Xavier Pope, thank you so much for, you for your insight into this lawsuit, which was recently filed, uh, the claims being made in California. The Bulls are not in practice session right now, but they are out in the community. Uh, organization members are making charitable appearances. No comment yet from Derek Rose. Live outside the Bulls practice facility, Joni Lum, Fox 32 News. All right, Joni, thank you very much for that. And now to the tragedy in Roanoke. Well, <clears throat> there's a lot of details and things that are missing so and this is still under investigation and a lot of, a lot of information is, you know will come out later on i'm sure so at this point i don't really have much to say except that we'll wait and see uh my initial feeling of it is that and it, it could be biased because i hope i really hope that he didn't do this but it also sounds like it feels like to me that he you know he got a good case he probably didn't do it um but I will say this, Xavier Pope, the uh, the uh, NBA attorney that was being interviewed, my man was clean. <laughs> he was clean. <laughs> he was clean. Right. He looked like Xavier Pope, Olivia's right. brother or husband or somebody. That's hilarious. But he was clean. <laughs> well, that never hurts your case. To have a, a good-looking lawyer never hurts. Oh, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't it's it's too early and, and not enough info to really say. Yeah, I, I really hope he didn't do it. Though. I mean, of course, I don't know. None of us know, right? You know, I think that um, I look. Derrick Rose is, and I'm not even from Chicago. He's one of my favorite players. I love to watch him play. You know, so I definitely hope he didn't do it. But I just have to say, like, I just hate the whole this whole speculation game of when these allegations come out prior to you know, the resolution of the case. Like, rape is the only uh, crime where, you know, there's all this speculation about what was the role of, of the victim in it, you know? And that that's part of what we talk about when we say rape culture. Like, that whole game of speculating how much of was the victim to blame or how, how genuine are her claims. You know, I'm just tired of it. Let's just fucking stop. Let's not even play that game. It's, well, it's I, I insane. With, I think with any lawsuit, though... Um Especially with accusations like that, I mean, people are curious about you know, especially since you know it, it, it took so long. People are, are curious as, as to what really happened. I mean, well, you, then that's what I'm saying. So let the shit ha play out and find but, out. Don't but, speculate in the meantime. But we speculate about everything. Exactly, that's what we do. Yeah, but right. so. <laughs> but, but I mean, rape claims do have a particular dynamic to them about the way the speculation goes down. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, they're already talking about, oh, you know, she's going for the money, she's a gold digger, why didn't she file a, you know, a, a, a police claim first? Like he said, most rape victims never file a police claim mm -hmm. because it's a traumatic situation. I mean, and the yeah. fact that people don't understand that about rape, it... Is it less traumatic to file a civil suit versus a, a police report? It, it can be, yeah, definitely. The pro absolutely the criminal process is a lot more 
taxing on the person who's engaged in it. The, obviously, the level of proof is different. There, yeah, there certainly are differences in the process, and it can definitely be more. But of course, Derek Rose is going to have the best lawyers. They're going to make it as painful as possible, which they're already doing. But just by casting aspersions on the fact that she had three lawyers, the fact she could have just had three lawyers because they were scared to go up against Derek Rose's legal. But team. I mean, that's strategy you that know? any any any. Well, well, first of all, he. I don't. They didn't say that he was Derek Rose's lawyer. He, as a matter of fact, he's not Derrick Rose's lawyer. No, no, no. But they did say that Derrick Rose's lawyers did say that, right? Right. But I mean, any lawyer is going to say that because well, that strategy, and it doesn't matter if it's a rape case or a murder case, right? Or absolutely. Any, I mean, yeah, play his, in the media. his lawyers right. are doing their job. That's right. My point. But I'm saying that even that, like that legal strategy, which is appropriate for them because they're representing their client, is to cast is to is to cast her legal you know, situation in a way that makes her look bad. But what I'm saying is that just the fact that somebody had three lawyers doesn't say anything. It could, I mean, what it could say is that his lawyers intimidated her lawyer so badly that they pulled out, you know, which is not uncommon. Like we talked about, or like you guys talked about last week with the NFL, you know, and that. I mean, of course, that's all true, but we're all, we're, what, what, what I'm saying is that's not unique to rape cases. I mean, you're, you're presenting this as if, this is something that you know uh, happens in rape cases versus other cases. That's lawyering. That that's that's just you know it, it would be arguable that if they did not do that, that they wouldn't be doing their jobs. Right, right. No, I'm not talking about the lawyers' approach. I agree with you on that. I'm saying the overall pop, popular public speculation that goes into questioning what was the victim's role in in whether this is you know there's not even a basic presumption that the person is telling the truth. When rape claims are, are I, don't, I don't know about that. Forth. I don't know about that these days. I think uh, I mean Kobe still gets booed in Denver. Um, you know that, that people. Uh, I, I think you know. I, I'm not saying that's 100 percent true now, but I, I think I think a lot of I think people generally, and I don't want to say side with the victim, but are sympathetic towards people who uh, uh, people who claim they were raped. And uh, in in a lot of cases, sometimes they uh, sometimes they did somebody say rape? Now you stop it! (laughs) Stop it! You stop it, Bill! Yeah, you stop it, Bill! I did did stop it because they made me go somewhere. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) No, you make yourself go to hell. You've been been to Philadelphia, then. See? Now our Philadelphia <laughs> listeners are going to be hating on No, no I, think, I think that you're right that we're moving towards more sympathy for victims, mm-hmm. but I also think there's a certain type of vi- victim that's mm-hmm. sympathetic and a certain type that isn't. Well, that- and a ba- you know, and a, 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 an athlete's girlfriend you know, is not going to be typically given the benefit of the doubt as being a sympathetic rape victim. Mm-hmm. And do, but, but look, even with Bill Cosby, I think mm-hmm. that situation is helping us move away from this type of, you know... Um, undermining of the rape victims narrative from jump but at the same time look how look how long it took look how many women had to come out for us mm-hmm. to even give it credence well, I, so that's what i think you know well, is, I'll, I'll, I'll just speak for myself um whenever whenever i hear a rape allegation my first instinct is to did somebody say rape i said stop it <laughs> i'm not gonna listen to this show anymore <laughs> If you keep bringing up quaaludes and jello and such, Zoom and pops. 
Uh, you got to admit, though, a little Coca-Cola and some lubes, and you got a Luda Ola. It's, it's very good, very Luda tasty. Luda Ola. <laughs> but, uh, wow. But That's I, like I, an old man I, speedball. Yeah. <laughs> old man speedball. Uh, <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Drink. But, uh, but uh, uh, seriously, though, I mean, when 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 I hear an allegation of rape, I'm I'm generally sympathetic uh, towards uh, towards the victim. Uh, I have to catch myself. I say, well, you know, let me let me before I make a, a, a decision, let me let me find out, you know, the evidence or what's uh, you know what's out there. But I, I I would say that in you know I, I remember in the Kobe Bryant case. Uh, I know my first thought was, you know, rather than saying uh, Kobe Bryant has been accused of rape, my first thing was like, man, Kobe raped a girl in uh, in Denver, and yeah. it was before right. due process, uh, before anything came out. Right. It was it wasn't, and we have to remember mm-hmm. that the law is innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that we should presume Derek mm-hmm. Rose to be it's, guilty, it's, but it's kind of hard to to go both ways. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to be like, okay. Uh, we we give full credibility to her her complaint when her complaint is that Derrick Rose is guilty of rape. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to mm-hmm. that dichotomy is not very easy no, to say. Not- okay, she's credible, but we we remember he's innocent until proven guilty. That's that's a con- contradiction. That's I- a direct contradiction well it may i don't think it is a contradiction first it of definitely all, is. but i do think it's a contradiction that the legal system is set up to, to help with and i think that there's a way to look at the social dynamics around how different types of victims are interrogated or how their narratives are played out in the media like i don't think we should not assume that derrick rose was a rapist but we also shouldn't be promoting this this narrative or listening to it or speculating that this this girl probably is a gold digger and that she probably is out for his money like the fact that they even put that in the narrative like you know to me responsible journalism would have been this this lawsuit is in is in place you know this is an accusation that's been leveled it's going to trial on such and such a date that's it and that's all like all the speculation about it that's the part where i think the media and and we as you know private citizens people of of conscience but we did the same thing about the the janae rice thing we we do it about everything like damon said earlier i don't think we do it about everything i think we we do do. about crimes where women are the typically the victims we don't do it about murder we're not like well, that guy got murdered what was he doing why was he wearing them colors why was he in that neighborhood you know we don't do that there was a whole lot of speculation over the oj case well, that's different. But actually, that's not different. We don't do it except for when it's different. No, but that's, actually, that's not different because she was a, a victim of domestic violence. And they're like, you know, people tried to make aspersions on her after she died. Like, oh, well, why was she fucking the waiter? I mean, I, I, look, there there is a dynamic around the way that we talk about rape and domestic violence victims in particular in a way that we don't talk about victims of other crimes. That's all I'm saying. I think we're moving away from it. I think we need to move away from it. And that's, I hope our show doesn't contribute to like playing into a negative dynamic. All right. Moving on. Uh, moving on. And sat and and uh, some more sad NBA news. <laughs> more like passing on. Yeah. Oh, that's Moses that's Malone, that. Hall of Famer, uh, died at age sixty uh, this morning, actually. Yeah. So it's it's so soon we don't Fresh. have a cause of death. Yeah. Uh, probably. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
uh, yeah, um, so hopefully it was natural causes. Um, and uh, this dude was a, a big-time legend, yeah. uh, one of the 50, 50 greatest players ever and still has a lot of records and a lot of accomplishments that still stand to this day. Um, yeah, they, um, 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 uh, John Lucas got a call from Moses Malone Jr., and I think he said that, uh, I guess the initial reports are that Malone had a heart attack in his sleep. Um, oh, sad. Yeah. Mm. So. And, um, finally made it to the promised land. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Rest in peace, Moses and Daryl. Da- oh, sorry. <laughs> well, sorry. go ahead. <laughs> and Daryl Dawkins. Yeah, Daryl Dawkins passed away a week or two ago. Chocolate Thunder. At 58. That was his stripper name, by the way. Ah, shit. Yes. Yeah, given, given to him by Stevie Wonder. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, yeah it yeah, was. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, hmm. Steve, I think Stevie Wonder said something to. I think after a game, he, uh, he asked to see Daryl Dawkins. And he told Dawkins, like, when he played, it was like listening to Chocolate Thunder. Because uh, we all know what chocolate sounds like. Yeah, well, he does. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what it sounds like when doves cry, but uh, you know, yeah. the, the interesting thing about uh, <clears throat> both Daryl Dawkins and, and Moses Malone passing within weeks of each other is that they were the first, uh, first uh, basketball players, first uh, uh, professional basketball players to be uh, drafted straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Moses Malone, Daryl Dawkins, and Bill Willoughby are the uh, the first three uh, uh, direct from high school to uh, the uh, not the NBA because Moses Malone was drafted by the ABA, but uh, they were they were the they were the first <coughs> ball players. Um, and now they've died within a couple of weeks of each other. Yeah, uh, it seemed like from similar causes. Hmm. So guess who has? Or guess who is already? Shooting their biopic. Is it the, is it the offshoot of Straight Outta Compton? Mm, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> when you are you, ask are you talking about the Snoop Dogg? Um, um, uh, okay. Uh, is it uh, D Barnes? <laughs> D Barnes. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> you said it was an offshoot. That's right. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it is some of that shit you just came up with. Dog it's pound. actually the dog pound. For the okay. Yep. Yeah, and in, in some in some instances they're calling it they're saying like it's the dog pound, but then they're saying it's the death row movie. But anyway, yeah, it seems like Daz is the driving force behind it. Fifty Cent is the like put money behind it, executive producing it. But they're already shooting it. They got Dr. Dre's real son playing him in this one wow yeah and they have for some reason they have somebody other than uh cube son no not cube son because uh, uh, this is about death row um mark rose somebody other than mark rose playing tupac mark rose is the guy who looks exactly like uh tupac's doppelganger right uh maybe mark rose can't act uh i don't know maybe but uh and then they also have some somebody named uh some unnamed, well, I wouldn't say unnamed, but I can't think of the name. Some guy that has one name, like a nickname, mm-hmm. playing uh, playing some uh, another major person 
And I'm like, I don't know who is this guy with just a nickname. It's like his only name. <laughs> like that's that's it, just the nickname. I'm like who? I never heard of this dude. Who is he? I could even like find him. So I don't know. I just hope they don't rush to try to ride the wave to the point that they, you know, just kind of uh, make mediocre products. Yeah, exactly. It feels like that's what count on that. It feels like that's what's you know on pace to do. Yeah, but I hope that you know, I hope it's it, it's pretty decent, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be, at least not to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then one minute they're like, oh, it's the, it picks up where the last movie left off, or where Straight Outta Compton left off, but then they say it's not a sequel. So it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> Don't call it a sequel. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but that that reminds me uh, a couple weeks ago uh like last weekend my uh my grandnephew was having his uh uh, his uh i call it his dope 16 (laughs) 16 uh birthday shout out to my grandnephew uh angelo angelo uh had just had turned 16 and at, at the party we have a family member um janelle she is very she's funny she's such a character um she's very or was very in sync with the whole nw a lot of the nwa people and characters and stuff and she gave us some kind of inside stuff so actually i was thinking since we have the ability to make these live phone calls and stuff now that we would get her on the phone to share some of her inside information about a lot of the uh stuff that was portrayed in the movie hmm Hello. Janelle. Who is this? This is Dino Red, and you're on the air live with Dino Red and the Shiznit Show. What's up, girl? <laughs> what it do? <laughs> what it do, fam? Right. So, what it do? On the street? <laughs> you on the street? Okay, well, for real quick, let me give the people some background a little bit. Uh, Janelle and I, we're, we're like not real fam. Like, we're not blood, but we're... We're we're fam how black people do. We like play cousins or something. I don't know what are we. I don't even know what we are. Well, you call my sister auntie because my your mother and my, my sister auntie. are like sisters. That's right. She so, is my auntie. So then I'm your uncle. Then you ain't shit. Nigga. <laughs> We need to get you on the show. You know you my cousin. You know you my cousin. Nigga, you about to be off the air. That's what you about to be. <laughs> Call it dissing me on my own show. Nigga, please. Okay. <laughs> That's gangster. You know I love you. I had to get that in. You know I love you. Uh, you about to you better recognize. Why don't, you know I love what, what, your what, mom. What's up, Janelle's Damon. Hey, Damon, how you doing? I'm doing all right. What it do, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all yeah. go way back. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So let me, uh, let's go ahead and uh, so you can get back to your day. I don't want to keep you too long. But I was just okay. telling everybody about how um, last week at Angelo's Dope 16, you was breaking down to us some of the inside stuff that happened in a real life on the NWA movie. So why don't you go ahead and, right. and tell us some of the stuff and like how it really went down? Um, listen, I don't know what, what I'm supposed to say, but um, I mean, I just, they was asking me basically like, 
how I felt about the movie and what number. One of my friends had asked me what number would I have gave the movie. And I said I gave it a seven. And they asked me why. Why would I give it a seven? Thank you, you too. Have a good day. They asked me uh, why would I give it a seven. I said, well, you know, mainly because I guess I was in the streets with a lot of them niggas. And, I mean, people, am I supposed to say niggas? I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to say on the air. You can say whatever you want. This is this is um, the Internet. It's, it's, it's cool okay. like that. Okay, okay. So, you know, I was in the street with a lot of them. You know, I dealt with a lot of people back in the day. And I guess had I not um, sort of, like, lived through that, then I would have been able to say, you know, it was a 10. You know, just mm. to say it was a great movie. Right. Huh? Okay, just to say it was a great movie. You know, but I mean, <laughs> because I really knew sort of, like, the inside story, I felt I was, I knew everything that was about to happen. Tell us, like, the, tell us the story when, about the about the dude and the bus. Tell us that story. That dude who... Oh, he shot the bus up. He shot the bus up. Everybody knows he shot the bus up. I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying that on the, on, the, on the what's the name, but I mean... Well, you're not everybody. saying his real name, so... Who, who well, shot the bus up? Put it on the floor then, because I can't put that, it on the floor. The, the scene <laughs> where the school bus, where Ice Cube got pulled over on the school bus yeah, and uh-huh. the gangsters, uh-huh. Yeah, she said he actually shot everybody the bus up. They left that out. Up, up. Uh-huh. But he didn't... But he didn't shoot the kids up, though. Right. He didn't shoot the kids up. He shot up. the he tires. He shot it to scare them. Right. You know, you know, and, and ain't no, right. I mean, come on now, let's keep it real. Ain't no bus right. driver just going to pull over because a car put you know, a car pulled in front of them, so I guess they had to make it a little better for the movie. Right. You know, but I mean, when you know the nigga that did it and, you know, he, you know, everybody know what happened, I mean, I guess I just was expecting it to be real life everything. Oh, they you shot know, the tires out to like make that. the bus stop. Mm. Huh? No, I was just clarifying. I was just clear. I just understood what you were saying is that in the real life, they had shot the tires out to make the bus stop. That's how they ended up getting up on the bus. Right. Is that what you're saying? Wait, say, I can't hear. Say yes. Again. Yeah, that's say. what happened. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. And so, um, and then the other thing you told us about, tell us what happened when you said um, there was that scene where dude went by Jerry Heller's house and he just kind of. Uh, he 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 talked to Jerry Heller and then walked away. That's what happened in the in the movie. And y'all know that's not. I mean, that, y'all know that ain't really really happened. I mean, come on now. We look t- think about the people that we dealing with and who y'all really knew sent him over there. Who really you know sent him over there? I mean, if you were, well, I mean, you know, the word was should did it. I mean, uh-huh. you know, I mean, it would be only common sense. And what you and know, what what happened? What? trying to get somebody out of their contract. You do what you got to do. But the thing that really got me the most is that everybody always act like they were so scared of Suge. And I always said from day one, Suge wasn't shit. He wasn't shit. The nigga played football. You know, I guess because my ex-boyfriend was one of the bodyguards, you know, at death row, I guess. You know what I mean? I sort of understood stuff. And then I dealt with a lot of people that came from that neighborhood that he came from. And he was a teddy bear. He was really a teddy bear. So I hated how (laughs) the media tried to make him seem like he was this big old hard nigga. But you know, money, when you put people on a pedestal, you know, you, you sort of like make them Superman when they really not. You know, but if you a regular Joe and you got some real gang banging niggas behind you, then I mean, what you think you feel? You, you, you gonna blow up? You gonna feel like you got an S in your chest? And that's really what happened. That's how niggas, people were so uh, shocked when the dude from the Bowers all boy from forties or wherever he's from knocked out Suge in the bar, uh, knocked him out. Dude worked at a barber shop. Oh, barber! They talking about how a barber boy knock out Suge. Well, I mean, what? The nigga ain't subhuman. Right. You know, he, <laughs> right, 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 right. he, he bleeds. He bleed like everybody else do. Right. You know, but I mean, it just was a lot. I guess in order to make a movie, 
you have you maybe you can't put everything you know because people ain't really caught no cases behind a lot of this stuff right. and you know you can't just really tell shit the way it is you know but i don't i mean so, i used to i could say I had so what happened when the guy you. when the guy went by the house what really happened he shot at him and shot the house up wow okay mm. All right, and uh, okay, okay, we got you, we got you. I mean, you know, I, I mean, come I on now, that. pick this out of nonsense. Who go just walk to somebody's house and scare whether they're a white man or not? Right. Oh boy, was this guy? He knew what happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they stole all that shit from Michael Harris anyway. So you know, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff people really didn't know who did what because niggas was a gun for Suge anyway, and that white boy. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is when you put yourself in a position. You know, you dealing with some real gang bangers. These niggas wasn't pretending. Right. You know, they was some real gang bangers. So Janelle, you I, have know, a, you dealing with, I got a question uh, for you. There, um, Erica, Erica Wright. She had a she made a statement that um, the scene where where Suge and them jumped Easy E in uh, the studio at Death Row. She said that didn't happen. Do you know about that situation or uh, what really went down? I wasn't there. Okay, but what did uh, you hear? So. I heard that it didn't happen. That's what I heard. Okay. I heard it didn't happen. You know, but I mean, it wasn't like he never got jumped. You know, but they trying to say Cube never got jumped. Come on, man. Let's keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Everybody done had their day. Dre, I mean, how you let somebody trick you out of two businesses that you started? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, I didn't, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I heard it didn't happen. You know, but then another She note, said somebody pulled a gun. Happened. You hear anything about that? She said somebody pulled a gun. Well, which time? Uh, well, I, would, I mean that—that's I mean, in that in that instance. Well, that in the scene where he got jumped, she said, "What really happened is he pulled out a gun." But it wasn't clear who he was—if it was Suge who pulled out a gun or if Easy pulled out a gun. She just said he didn't get jumped; he pulled out a gun. But I, you if know, somebody pulled out a gun and didn't shoot, it was Suge or Easy because Easy would have pulled one out and didn't shoot neither. So. <laughs> Right, right, right. I mean, I mean, for real. Let's keep it real. Y'all, I mean, who gonna pull a gun on somebody and don't shoot? You dealing with some? Like I said, they dealing with street niggas, but these niggas that was in it really wasn't street niggas. Now, Easy did, you know, he was, you know, you know, making his paper, but making your paper and gang banging is two different things. Yeah, right. You understand what I'm saying? That's com- mm-hmm. that's two different things. Niggas in the street just trying to get paid, but when you're dealing with some real gang members, that's something because you got to think about the fact that niggas wasn't dealing with Easy either, and look where he ended up. Right. right, you know what I'm saying? Look where he ended up. You know he. I mean, you try to trick your homeboys out of something, but the same shit he did to kill killed and did to a whole lot of niggas. He did it to mm-hmm. a whole lot of niggas, and I'm saying it, a whole lot of niggas. That nigga shelved. You know what I'm saying? So right. you you want to put something out there like somebody did something so bad to you, my nigga? But you did the same thing to niggas that was trying to make it. Right. You know, you read what you saw, and if he hadn't somebody hadn't taught him how to act. You know, he wouldn't be where he at right now. True, true. So who is Michael Harris? You said. I mean, because look at the nigga acting in Boys in the Hood to where he at now. Come on, I'm not taking nothing from him. You got to give props and props to do. But nigga, you use niggas, niggas that came behind you that, that really, cher- you know, really idolized you and you used them as footstools, basically. Right. All where right. Where Mac Ken at? Where Mac Ken at? Where Dub C at? All right, Where's Show Chop, Lionel Hutt? Shout out J- to Lionel Hutt. Where he at? That's what I'm talking about. Right. So. All right, Janelle. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show and giving us that deep inside perspective. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. 
Got nothing but love for you, baby. Have a good one. All right, you too. What you got? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, she is a character. Now we need to get her on the show. Yeah, she will. We won't. She'll take over. (laughs) Won't be no show. It'll it'll be the Janelle show after that. (laughs) Shoot. Maybe she needs her own show. (laughs) Oh man. All right. So. uh, there you have it, y'all. There you have it. Inside dope. Nothing but the realest on the Shiznit show. Yeah, so I think our first live phone call was a success. I think that went very well. All right. Now, it's been a while. It is time for some Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Bell, would you like to uh, go first or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. My first question is, it's a kind of a vocabulary word. No. Oh. But it's a relevant pop culture. Well... It's more than pop culture, but it's 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 really uh, going around a lot today. Can you define uh, cisgender? Cisgender. C I S gender. Yeah, yeah. God, I've actually heard that. Or cissexual. Yeah, it's. actually heard that before um it had, yeah i would it, think so it, it has something to do with uh uh and uh, i know it's not transgender but it's it's something similar to it that um, is correct it, uh, i mean well it's related it's related yeah right? yeah, it's re- yeah it's related but i i don't actually i don't recall the specific definition for it okay um no i'm sorry i don't i don't know that one but uh uh, that one, that one, I should have known. Charlie Bell. Cis cisgender is basically the opposite of trans. It's a person whose gender and whose biological uh, sex and gender match. Match. Oh, okay. So, in other words, you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the world. <laughs> All right. So, so, what's the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, so now it's on you, Charlie Bell. That was a good one. So in recent weeks, there's been lots of news about the rapper Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a two-part question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is Drake's given name? Oh, shit. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, seen, I've seen it before, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I had no reason to retain it. I, I, yeah, I <laughs> You know this? Do you know? No, I don't know either. Oh. Aubrey. Aubrey Graham. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's Fitz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> that Fitz, Drake. See, if you asked me what country he was from, I could have told you that. Oh, see, I asked the wrong question. Okay, now. Oh, she said it was a two-part question. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I could skip the second part. No, go ahead. The second part is... 
and you probably should remember this, but mm-hmm. I just want to test you because, you know, sometimes. So he was in a recent rap beef with, with Meek. Ding, ding, ding. He got one. See? That was a gimme. It's like, I, I'm like, that wasn't a two part. That was like two different questions. You should just. Took well, they were both Drake related. So? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She, I'm she, like, threw, so I'm she like, threw me a softball on that one. I did, uh, I did. And, and for that, I thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If he, we hadn't talked about it, I don't know if you would have known. <laughs> <laughs> so you got that. <laughs> so, uh, okay. my This one is similar uh, as far as another vocabulary that's relevant today. Can you please define, sir, what is pansexual oh that's someone who's into everything uh man woman uh transgender just whoever whoever that person has feelings for doesn't matter what type of genitalia they have i will accept that answer yay okay do you want to give a like a little bit more i don't know much oh, more about it than it's, that. It's uh, someone who basically is not uh, restricted to labels, whether it is biological sex, uh, whether it is gender, whether it is sexual orientation, orientation mm-hmm. or, yeah, it's just... They're open. Whatever goes. Yeah. All right. I got one. Is this okay. the last one? It's your turn. Okay. So... This is another pop culture one. Mm-hmm. If you could define for our audience and for yourself, <laughs> what does it? What does the term Netflix and chill mean? That's Netflix, a good one. Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. All right, I'm gonna guess on this one. Is <laughs> uh, someone who's uh, who binge watches Netflix while sitting back on the couch, down in the beer. <laughs> oh, if it were that simple. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Dino Red? Netflix and Chills refers to uh, a, a, like a, a popular uh, social dating, like a cheap date where a, a, dude, oh, okay, a dude and a girl it. will like it. go back to his place and watch it's, Netflix and chill. It's basically it's a instead, euphemism it, for fucking. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, <laughs> okay, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I actually have heard that before. I, I uh, okay. All right. Uh, I got one more. Why uh-huh. not? Hold one more. Can you please, sir? <laughs> He's got his finger on the buzzer. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you have it ready. I thought you were saying. I thought you were buzzer. Quite frankly, is a safe bet. <laughs> Although I got two right today, so uh, can you describe or tell us what what is what is someone talking about when they say uh, "Watch me nay nay, watch me whip, watch me nay nay, watch me whip." You know this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even Hillary Clinton knows this one. <laughs> Shit, I ain't running for president. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a sounds like a dance. Oh, Whoa. my bad, my bad. That was a <laughs> that was a that good was one. A you Hail got Mary, it. My, that was a hail mary. Yeah, so you was, got it. All right. So was that three out of six? Three? Yeah, I got a. Uh, I got the pansexual. pansexual. Yeah, that's true. Meek you got, Mill. Got Meek, Meek Mill. Mill. Yeah, that was three. Yeah. Three out of six. Yeah. Woo! Fifty percent F. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's well, in baseball, I'm red hot. That's true. Yeah, on the curve, you batting a thousand for me, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. See, we progress. <laughs> I ain't even study. Don't step on my outro, please. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, but they was talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Hush your mouth. <laughs> uh, quick shout out. Uh, quick shout out to uh, LL and his lovely wife, Felicia Alima. Uh, they're on vacation here in the States in Milwaukee. Um, big ups to him. Um, he was uh, telling me how the police force is, is like a strong presence right now. And uh, that's uh, he told me about that before I read up on uh, the uh, murder surge. So, uh, LL, that's what's going on. They're, um, they're uh, making an effort to reduce the, the, the murder rate that's uh, really high right now in Milwaukee. So that's why you see the, uh, the police in force like that. But uh, hope uh, you and your wife have a safe and great trip here in the States, man. And, uh, you know, we love y'all. Okay, let's see. Shout out to Be Honest and the No Nonsense Show. Shout out to uh, John and Molly from the Pennyman Doctrine and Lil Lucy. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to my man, uh, Gil Lowry, light-skinned superhero. My light-skinned, my other light-skinned brother from uh, another mother. Shout out to my man T. Wilson from the What Up Do Show. And uh, so you guys check out those shows when you get a chance. Um, also, shout out to um, to uh, Peaches. Shout out to Peaches. Shout out to, she's a super fan from Twitter and Facebook, Peaches is. Shout out to some other super fans, uh, Tara Lynn and her mother. Um, so that's about it for today. No more shiznit show. We'll see you guys next week. And oh, I uh, just want to tell you guys again: if you decide you want to call the show next week between uh, two and four ish or whatever, give us a call four two four two six one four eight seven eight four two four two six one four eight seven eight. Okay, and you'll be live on the air. We'll take your call. You can ask shiznit crew whatever you want, whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your heart. Don't forget to share the show, good people, on all your social media and all your social media platforms. We appreciate it. That is how we grow the show. We depend on you for that. And uh, so with that, for Charlie Bell, for Damon the Weasel Stanford, I'm Dino Red. Holla at your boy. From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been... The Shiznit. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.